Amen. Hallelujah. Father, we bless you. We honor you. We love you. We appreciate you. We thank you for your loving kindness. We thank you, God, that your love is better than life. And therefore, God, we give you all the praise and all the glory in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Lionel, can you help me just lift him up just high? This portrait. Yeah. You don't even have to. Huh? You can just. Yeah. <laughs> and then just tighten it again. Yeah. Oh, this is why. Amen. Are you guys blessed? It's good to be back in youth, amen. Isn't it amazing? Amen. For some of us, it's amazing. Some of us are like, man, that I have to come today. That I really have to come today. But I'm glad for those that are excited. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, are you excited to be here? Amen. Who's not excited to be here? Let me see your hand. Amen. Go to the back. Just isolate yourself and go to the back. Amen. Be a lone ranger. Hallelujah. We want to be with people that are excited to be in the presence of God. Hallelujah. We want to be with people that are excited for Jesus. Amen. How many of us are excited for Jesus? Amen. I'm excited for Jesus. We have a birthday today. Amen. It's Trey's birthday today. Hallelujah. Amen. It's today. Trey Chica is acting all like it's not his birthday. It was yesterday. Oh, yesterday. Oh, that's why he's acting cool about it. So it is his birthday yesterday, amen. So we thank God for Trey's life and uh, what God used him to do, amen. Uh, for how, many, how old are you now? How many years? It's 15 years, huh? 16 years. Sweet 16. Hallelujah. Amen. So we thank God for that. Amen. And we bless the Lord. How many of us are excited, amen, uh, about the upcoming youth concert that we're going to be having? Amen. We have some we have some awesome people that are going to be coming through, amen. Uh, we're just finalizing everything, but it's going to be awesome. As we use the words, it's going to be lit. <laughs> it's going to be lit, amen. It's going to be lit. It's going to be lit. Uh, and I believe that we are going to be the ones that really make it happen, amen. We're going to be the ones that really make it a success. I, I believe so, amen. And so tonight... Uh, some of the youth we're going to be discussing. I know we. I think I spoke to Sister Caroline. I know Cassidy is going to sing a song on that day. Amen. Hallelujah. We got Cohen Stradham. He's also coming. Um, there's another lady. I forgot her name. Um, then there's Auntie Maurice. Then we got a team from Mia Bank. And then hey, there's, it's just a lot of stuff happening. Amen. So it's going to be good. We don't have a lot of time today uh, because. Power outage is at 7 o'clock, so I don't have a big word that I would like to share. But can you give me that paper that's on there with somebody's photo? Tomorrow at the community hall, they having, what they having? Mad, making a difference. It's uh, Team Chad. Uh, most of us know Team Chad. Is Sheldon was working in the community for a lot of for a long time, and then he moved to uh, Verulam, and he started doing work in Verulam as well. But his reach is not only in Verulam; it also extends throughout the communities. So tomorrow they're having a teens conference. Teens conference. Look at your neighbor and say, "Are oh, you a teen? Or oh, you a?" An adult, amen. They're having a teens conference, uh, so I got tickets over here. It's at 12 o'clock to sorry, 12 to 3 o'clock. Uh, she was touching the sound and then she spoils it, and now she's <laughs> it's still soft. Put a little bit louder, amen. Hallelujah. Okay, cool. That's fine. Let's uh, let's order. So, she was 
Uh, where was I? You see, Latore, you got me all confused now. <laughs> so, it starts from 12 to 3. What they're going to be doing, they're going to give you something to eat, right? So, you're going to, I'm, I'm guessing there's something to eat from 12 to 3. I think he did mention that uh, he's going to organize something for you all to eat. So, everybody's welcome to go. It's male and female. If you would love to come, if you would love to go, sorry, please just come and get a ticket right now. Tomorrow, it's at 12 o'clock. Come and get a ticket now. I'm giving you tickets now. If you want to go, I'm giving you a ticket now. Don't come to me after church and oh, say I need a ticket. Thank you so much. You need one or two? Two. Okay, cool. You want a ticket? You're not allowed to enter into the meeting without a ticket. Okay. Okay, why Lake? No Lakens? Yeah, she must come here. Yeah. Thank you so much for going. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Pardon? What? Yeah, if you're young, you can, if you're 21 and you're youthful, you can still go. It's not like. Who's it? They adults. Yeah. He said there's a different number for adults. Oh, yeah, they short enough. Yeah. They short. Yeah. I got four more tickets left. Okay. Tess and Ramon, you're wanted or you're going to go? Oh, okay, you're not going. Okay, cool. I got two more tickets. Anybody else missed the ticket? No, it looks like you. Pardon? You got first. You know somebody wants to go, and you want. You sure they're gonna go? Then take a ticket for them. It's fine. You sure, sure, sure. <laughs> yeah, let's order to one. Who's that? Okay, and her? Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm about to lose my. Huh? A community hall, they have to walk there. Awesome. Right here, awesome one. Yeah, awesome one. Let's give Wendell a hand. Yay, Wendell! So nice to see Wendell. <laughs> Amen. Are you guys blessed, right? So, there's going to be some awesome things taking place in youth amen so we're looking forward to it and we believe that god is going to do something um at the moment i'm currently speaking to some schools uh so we can get into the schools and preach the gospel amen i believe that god is raising up young people and it's young people that are going to take the gospel forward amen look at your neighbor and say don't be left behind don't be left behind amen don't be left behind you know it's only sometimes it's, it's rare that only sometimes in our old age that we realize that if we made a decision for god earlier that our lives would be much more better but it's it's scary that we make a decision for god later on in our lives and we go through so much things and so much pain unnecessary pain unnecessary drama unnecessary heartbreaks unnecessary relationships because we never seek the Lord first. It's very important that you seek the Lord early. That's why the scripture says, seek me while I may be found. Amen. It's amazing that God says that, seek me while I may be found. Because there's a time that you would seek God and you might not find him. Yo, that's deep, right? But anyway, that's for another day. I'm not going to be too deep tonight. Um, turn your Bibles with me if you have a Bible. If you don't have a Bible, shame on you. Amen. Um, Shame on you if you don't have your Bible. Tell your neighbor next time carry a Bible to church. You're told the screen is going to be up, so you're going to read this. You're going to read the words, Amen. So carry your Bible next time to church, Amen. Ephesians chapter two, verses number ten. Can you hear me nicely? Ephesians chapter two, verses number ten. Ephesians 2 verses number 10. Before I get into this verse, uh, I want you to understand something. And as you can see, I'm standing very chilled. <laughs> I want you to understand something very important. Is that do not disqualify yourself in any area of your life. Never disqualify yourself. 
You see, sometimes there are circumstances that happen to us or external factors that somehow cause us to be disqualified or cause us not to run the race. That's what the Bible talks about. If anybody wants to run the race, he must run the race, not so that he can lose, but he must run the race in such so that he can win. Most of us, when we run the race, it's like the intention of running the race, you know what, I'm just participating because everybody is participating in this race. But you don't have a goal, you don't have a prize. And the Bible says that whenever we run the race, we must run the race to do what? To win it. Look at somebody and say, I'm in it to win it. No, come on, look at them properly say, I'm in it to win it. I'm not here to play games. I'm not here to look cute. I'm not here to look pretty. I'm not here to look nice. I'm in it to win it. Amen. So very important that you understand that the, that whenever you are on this walk of life called Christ and church, uh, please don't make anybody pour water on you because you're not listening. Amen. So, so whenever you are on this game called life, you must have this understanding is that the goal is that you need to win amen you need to win so most of us disqualify ourselves and one of the reasons why we disqualify ourselves some of us we disqualify ourselves because of our families some of us disqualify ourselves because of the background that we come from some of us disqualify ourselves because maybe there's somebody else that does it better i want you to know that and this is what i want to talk to you today about i want to talk to you about that you are god's masterpiece amen you are God's masterpiece and we're going to get into that shortly but I want you to understand it's very imperative that you know that that you don't disqualify yourself because somebody can do something better than you you don't disqualify yourself because somebody got a better voice than you you don't disqualify yourself because somebody can dance better than you you don't disqualify yourself because maybe they can act better than you maybe they can preach better than you maybe they can um, motivate better than you we are not in a competition we are not competing with one another I'm not competing with looking good I'm not competing sorry with looking more prettier than the next person I'm not competing with having more swag than the next person I'm not competing with how many likes you got on Facebook and how many likes you got on Twitter I'm doing me look at your neighbor and say do you boo do you boo do you boo just just do you so you are not in a competition amen you are running the race and and you are running this race called serving God and you're running with everything that you have and your price is to win and do what God has called you to do amen to do what God has called you to do so many times most of us enter into a depression is because somebody else is doing it better than us it's because somebody else has better clothes than us somebody else is more their preaching style is more better than us so you become uncomfortable with your preaching and that's why most of us whenever we are asked to do something because somebody else did it better than you you're like you look at yourself and like can i measure up to that how many of us remember when calvin came to sing you know calvin comes and he sings and he eats those notes Ah, and it's at the high note and everybody's like I must go next, I must go next after that because you feel like you can't measure up, you can't beat that so you disqualify yourself in reaching it or doing it why? because somebody did it better than you and this is the thing that you must shy away from is that even though you disqualify yourself there's a father in heaven that qualifies you, hallelujah that your gifts, your talents, whatever you have whatever you have to offer you must bring it before the altar of the Lord, amen and God can use you in the area that he wants to use you but only on one basis is that you must tell yourself that I can do it <laughs> even though they did it but I can do it tell your neighbor and say say to your neighbor I can do it I can do it what scripture can we use to 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 add as a reference to that anybody know Philippians chapter 4 verses number 13 anybody I can do what Yes, I can do all things through Christ that strengthens me. Not some things, not half of the things. I can do all things. So that dream or that singing, can you do it? Yes. That dance, can you do it? Yes. The acting, can you do it? Yes. The talking, can you do it? Yes. The preaching, can you do it? Yes. Absolutely, 100%. Yes, you can do it. Don't disqualify 
yourself. Alright? Don't disqualify yourself. Now let's look at Ephesians chapter 2 verses number 10. I'm going to wrap up shortly, okay? And the Bible says in Ephesians 2 verses number 10. For we are God's handiwork created in Christ Jesus to do good works which God had prepared in advance for us. Tell your neighbor that God has prepared for you to do good works. Good works. God has prepared for you to do good works. Whenever I look at something, when, when you consider what is a, master, a masterpiece, you have, when you look at certain movies, you look at William Shakespeare, you look at certain things on television, you look at that movie and you're like, wow, that is a masterpiece. You look at pictures like Mona Lisa and, uh, you know, pictures of Jesus at the Last Supper. You look at that painting and you'll be like, wow, that is a masterpiece. But how many of us ever looked at our lives and you looked in the mirror and you told yourself this, man, I am a masterpiece. I am a masterpiece created in Christ Jesus. Amen. Not created by my father, not created by my mother, not created by my friend. I look at myself in the mirror and say, wow, 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 boy, you are so handsome. You are damn good looking. Hallelujah. Because I am a masterpiece. Hallelujah. Look at your neighbor and say, you are a masterpiece. Amen. You look good. You look fine. Now, just stand up for me for a minute. Just stand up for a minute. All right. And size yourself. Size. Just look at yourself. I know we normally like looking sizing other people, but for a moment, size yourself. Just for a moment, size yourself. Just look at you. Just look at you. Just look at you, just look at you. Look at your hands, look at your toes, look at look at every part of you. Amen. Look at every part of you. And tell yourself, man, I'm God's masterpiece. Yes, I'm God's masterpiece. Can you look at anybody in this place today and find anybody that looks like you? Look for somebody that looks like you. Can you find somebody that looks like you? You can't find anybody that looks like you. Maybe they got your head. Maybe they got your nose. Maybe they got you. Look for somebody that looks like you. Nobody looks like you, right? Why? Because you are God's masterpiece. You may take your seats. Amen. According to the dictionary, just watching my time. According to the dictionary, a masterpiece is work done with extraordinary skill. Work done with extraordinary skill. Another definition of a masterpiece is a work of art such as a painting or a film or a book. So it's work done with extraordinary skill. So God says that you are my masterpiece. He's created you to be his masterpiece. Meaning that there is nothing wrong with you. Your teacher might say there's something wrong with you. Society might say there's something wrong with you. But when I look at you, when I see you right now, I see you as God's masterpiece. An extraordinary skill. You were created, you were fashioned. The Bible talks about it in Psalms. The Psalm says that we were knit together in our mother's womb. He put us together. That's why the scripture says in, I think it's in Jeremiah chapter 1 verses 5. Before you were born, I knew you. I, I formed you to be a prophet to the nations. You see, God already had you in mind. He already had your fingers in mind. He already had your toes in mind. He already had your head in, on, on his mind. He had every part of your body on, on, on his mind. So there is absolutely nothing that is wrong with you. Even though they might say you are ugly, but when God looks at you, God says, I don't make no ugly. You are beautiful just the way you are because you have been created for, for his good pleasure. Amen. Are you following what I'm trying to say amen so as much as we are God's masterpiece there's another thing that God has done and God has put inside of us God made each and every single one of us 
not some of us god has made you to be an original wow that is amazing look at somebody and say you original baby remember that song my love noons you remember that song original yeah you know it has yes so god has made you to do what to be original look at your thumbprint right look at your thumb right i'm sure you've heard this before go try and look for somebody that has your thumbprint exactly the same thumbprint look at your neighbor's thumbprint and see if it's the same absolutely not right absolutely not why because god made you to be original what did god make you to be original why because when you are original it determines your value you see some of us i think i should put this take this mic down for this one some of us don't understand our value we find value in drugs we find value in alcohol we find our value in our friends some of you you would feel like you are useless or nothing if you don't have no friends around you it's like you lose your value you lose who you are if you're not smoking you feel like you lose your value if you're not drinking you feel like you lose your value if you don't have the best clothes or you're not dressed well you'll feel like you lose your value then this brings me to the next question i would like to ask you like to ask each and every single one of you and think about it properly because god has created you as a masterpiece the next question all of us must think about this who are you who are you i'm not talking about where you stay i'm not talking about the road don't tell me you're a child your mother's this i'm talking about who are you and i don't want us to even get religious religious about it but think about it for a moment who are you some of us want boyfriends but we don't know who we are some of us want girlfriends but we don't know who we are some of us want this life outside of christ but we don't know who we really are think about it for a moment that you have been created in christ jesus so god was the one that created you so in order to find your value and in order to find who you are you think you're going to find it out there in the world you think the world is going to show you who you are the world's going to tell you the world's going to make you become what they want you to become but they're not going to tell you who you are you'll go to the clubs thinking this is who you are you know whenever whenever we when i think i don't know when it was i was in a meeting a couple of years ago and um the conversation came up about homosexuality and it was a gender based violence meeting and they said that and the story was is that people are born homosexual and there was pastors in that meeting but nobody stood up and spoke differently lyle everybody was like it's true so with the loud mouth that i have <laughs> i stood up and i said absolutely incorrect and not accurate can never be according to the word of god if it was so and i don't want to explain that now if it was so it's that god would not in the beginning say i created him male and female because two males can never multiply two males can never produce two females can never produce so the original plan of god was for a male and for a female but that's for another day right but the thing that happened on that day is that somebody who was also homosexual came to came and openly says there's nothing that you can do that's who i am that's who i am but you see they would define they define themselves by feelings that they had 
for another sex or for the same sex. They define themselves because when they were small, their mother dressed them up in a dress even though they were males. When they were small, they, they put on their mother's high heels and they were walking. So from that age, they were being groomed into it. That age, they were being groomed into this kind of lifestyles. And they said to themselves that this is who I am. But you yourself cannot determine who you are. Outside of God, I don't know who I am. Because I wasn't the one that created me. I wasn't the one that put me together. I wasn't the one that formed me. I wasn't the one that gave me this nose or gave me these ears. I wasn't the one. So outside of God, I don't know who I am. And most of you, even this question of who you are, it leaves your mind confused. Cassidy, come one minute. Come tell us who you think you are. Come for a minute. Just for a minute. Come take a mic. Maybe Cassidy has an idea of who she is. Take a mic there. Go for that mic. Any? Tell us who you are. One, two. I don't know. Thank you so much. Anybody else come in to tell us who you are? Come tell us who you are. Tyra, come tell us who you are. Nicola, come tell us who you are. Jalen, come tell us who you are. Quickly, come guys. Come to the front. I don't know. Hmm? You don't know. Okay, Tyra. Can't hear you. I also don't know. Don't know who you are, Jalen. I never knew. Pardon? I never. <laughs> I never knew, but now I think I know. Okay. I'm God's masterpiece. <laughs> Independent girl that seeks for love. Mm-hmm. From who? <laughs> I don't know. Um, I'm a creation from God. Okay. Please take your bubble gum out your mouth. Thank you so much. Amen. Can you see? Majority of us don't know who we are. We know the roles. Some of us will say I'm a mother. Some of us will say I'm a father. Some of us will say this. We don't know who we are. So if you're in this part in your life, or you're in this moment in your life, where you don't know who you are, you don't know anything about you you know you like sweets but that's not who you are you know you don't eat pop but that's not who you are you don't like tin fish but that's not who you are there's certain things you like there's certain things you don't like but that's not who you are if you have to go into a conversation with somebody and somebody says tell me about you you'll be able to tell them about you my name is Laken. I stay in this road. I go to Ambilo school. I'm in grade this year. I got one brother. I got two. But no, wait. Don't tell me about you. Tell me who are you. It's a hard question, right? You know why it's a hard question? Because you are still so young and you're still trying to figure out all these feelings that you have on the inside of you. You're trying to figure out your emotions. You're trying to figure out why you are not loved. You're trying to figure out why you are not cared for. You're trying to figure out why did that person leave me. You're trying to figure out why you don't have a father. You're trying to figure out why you don't have a mother. You're still trying to figure out all these emotions and all these things that you are trying to figure out is leading you to do things that you are not supposed to do. Number one, it's leading you to rebellion. It's leading you to hate. It's leading you to frustration. Because in, in, the, in the process of trying to find your place, in the process of trying to find your identity, 
you hurt people along the way you hurt people along the way you hurt people that care you hurt people that love you why because you're trying to find yourself but let me tell you one thing none of you would be able to find out who you are if you don't know who god is you won't you will get to matric you will go and work you'll go and study and the question will come to you again who are you and you'll have the answer i don't know who i am i don't know who i am because the secret of who you are is not to the girl it's not to the boy see the time you spend on your phone it's not on there facebook is not going to tell you who you are whatsapp is not going to tell you who you are the gram is not going to tell you who you are your likes your subscriptions or those that subscribe to your page is not going to tell you who you are your mother is not going to tell you who you are they not they don't have it in them they won't be able to so the one person that has the secret of who you are the one person that knows who you are he says i have you in the palm of my hands i know you listen to what he says he says i know you he says straight check here right look at my hair right look at your hair your hair is a bit longer he says that he knows how much hair you have on your head can you count how much hair you have on your head impossible who look at lie lie even you he says he knows as short as our hair is he knows how much hair we have he knows the grain of sand on the seashore he knows the amount how much more you how much more you so he knows you but the one person that knows you you reject him you fight him you don't want to serve him you push him aside but he knows who you are he has your life in his hand but every time you were supposed to find out who you are you run away from him you run away from him either to to spite people around you you run away from him because you feel that if i have this group of people in my life i'll be able to find my identity there's no one here and i know your friends there's no one here that will be able to find out who they are with the group of people that you'll have they don't have the answer for you they don't have the solution for you you feel valuable because you have a couple of friends you feel valuable because people know you and like you but let me tell you that's not even a, a a drop of value you need to know who you are in Christ you need to know who you are but the only way you can know who you are is when you know God this seems boring right this seems like a pastor just turn this page over right now and let's do something else but let me tell you as young as you are you know that you gamble with your life you gamble with thoughts you gamble with the way you carry on it's time and this is what god is looking for god is looking for young people that will do his will are you that young person that will do god's will are you that young person that will go all out for god or you are that young person that came here to pretend like you have god but actually you don't have god what kind of young person are you are you that young person that came here to put a show to lift up your hands and to sing a song and looks like you have god but actually you don't have god what kind of young person do you want to be what kind of young boy do you want to be what kind of young girl do you want to be bible talks about it like it says says friendship with the world is an enemy to the lord when you love the world if you think you can find value in the world you mess it up so when the question was asked to me or when the question was presented to me I started to think man who am I I'm not a pastor that's not who I am that's not who I am that's a role I do I thought about it properly Lyle I was like who am I 
who am I? Started to use like what Jalen said, I am a masterpiece. I'm unique. I'm special. Started to understand I'm loved. I'm accepted. I belong. Started to throw all these words out. Started to say that this is who I, I know that I am. And the reason how I know that this is who I am is only because I am who He says that I am. I'm not what they say that I am. Not what my father says. I'm not what my mother says. I'm not what my teacher says. I am who He says I am. So, what's the key? What's the principle? What's the life lesson? What's the lesson that you can learn? Go and find out what he says you are to know who you are. Go find out. You see, um, Ethan, I think it was you that says uh, you wanted to be loved. Looking, looking for love. Did he say looking for love or something? Seeking for love. But guess what? He says that you are loved. You don't need to seek for it. You don't need to look for it. Like it's a place where you can go and like you can go and buy it. Or a place where somebody can give it to you. Even if they don't give it to you. Guess what? Who you are, you are loved. You are loved. You are loved. Because it's what he says about you. So when somebody says who you are, I am loved. Loved by who? I'm loved by the Lord. What do you mean you love by? Yes, God loves me. That's who I am. I am loved. So even if a man doesn't look at me, even if a woman doesn't look at me, even if my friends don't love me, even if my mother never tell me she loves me, even if my father never tell me they love me, guess what? I'm not even worried about that. I am loved. And you know when you know you love Lyle? When you know you truly loved, it's easy to give love. It's easy to give love. But anyway, that's for another time, right? So, the scriptural side of you, you will tell yourself, I am a saint. I am blood washed. I am cleansed. I am bold. I am a preacher. You understand? But you are who God says you are. With every head bow and every eye close. Amen. Every head bow and every eye close. Don't disqualify yourself. Don't push yourself away. Don't tell yourself you're not worth it. Don't tell yourself you're not loved. Regardless of what your family thinks, regardless of whether your parents are present or whether they're not present, there's somebody that calls you a masterpiece and he created you. Your mother never created you. Your father never created you. God created you and he calls you his masterpiece. Wow. That is amazing. With your head bow and your eye closed. Maybe you're here today and you're listening to me right now. And you're feeling some kind of way. You see, God never do nothing to you. God never cause you pain. God never bring hurt in your life. God never make you frustrated. Maybe you sitting here and you just got this thing that's going on in your life. And it seems like nobody understands it. And it seems like nobody knows about it. And you just find yourself acting out in certain ways. God is calling you. And God is calling you back to Him. And God is saying to you that you don't have to behave in this way. Can you put it a bit soft for me, Latora? You don't have to behave in this way. You don't have to feel the way you're feeling. That there is life for you. There is hope for you. Today you can find out who you are. 
He says, I've seen your hurt, I've seen your pain, but today you can find out who you are. If you are here and you're saying, Pastor, I need to find out who am I. I need to return to Christ. I need to come back to the Lord. I need to give my life to Jesus. I need to pour out everything that I have. I feel like I'm slipping away. I feel like I'm drawing away. My relationship with God is not the same. I've disconnected. I moved away. I'm not praying. I'm not reading the word. I feel this disconnection from God. It's maybe because of something I've done, something that somebody said. I feel this disconnection from God. I feel like I'm, I'm at the end of my road. I feel like I can't do it on my own anymore. I feel broken. I feel hurt. I feel miserable. I feel depressed. I have all sorts of feelings running through my mind and it seems like nobody understands these feelings. Nobody understands what I'm going through. But I want to come to God and I want to say, God, you understand me. You know me. I want to give my life back to you. I want to serve you. I want to give you my all. If you are saying that that's you, I want you very quickly, without anybody nudging anybody, without looking at anybody, just come and stand here by the altar and just come and pray to the Lord. I'm going to lead you into a prayer. And this prayer is going to help you. Not only is it going to help you, but from today as you take that step of faith and as you take that leap of faith without worried about whatever any person is going to think because this is between you and God this is not between you and the person that is next to you it's not between you and your friends you know where you are in God you know your relationship with God yeah I would fail as your pastor I would fail if I don't come today and tell you that you can have a relationship with Jesus Christ I'll fail if I don't come and tell you that you you can turn your life around I'll fail if I tell you that I'll, I'll, I'll be a bad pastor if I leave you just the way you are but today God is giving you a lifeline God is giving you an opportunity to make right not with the church to make right not with your parents to make right not with your friends but to make right with God and to get back onto that bandwagon to get back onto your relationship with God and start to serve the Lord again so wherever you are and you feel that you know that this is you and you need to connect to God again you have this disconnection and you feel like you've wandered away I'm going to give you at least two minutes or so to get up from wherever you are like I said don't worry about the person next to you get up wherever you are you know your heart you know your feelings you know how far you've been from God and just come and stand here within two minutes or so just come and stand here very quickly don't leave this place and even when we go and even when we have other things to do don't leave without not knowing don't leave not knowing if you did you could have saved your life you could have saved you from so much pain and so much hurt I give you another minute to come St. Pastor please pray for me please pray I want to connect myself with the Lord again and I connect myself with the Lord again and I connect myself with the Lord again I remember a testimony of one young person and they came and the altar call was made and when the altar call was made this young person told himself I'm not going nowhere I'll say the prayer right where I am I'll sit through this whole meeting but it's like their heart and their chest started to beat fast and they just started to feel some way while they sitting there and they knew at that time and at that moment that if they don't get up and respond and if they don't get up and give their lives to Jesus something's gonna happen to them something is gonna go wrong for them and at that moment that person rejected it person refused he never come up his heart was beating fast when he gets out of the church or he gets home gunshots go off and he gets shot I'm not saying you're gonna get shot but gunshots go off and the person gets shot and the person dies but in the moment before leading up to that person's death the person whispered to the person that was there with them if only if only I went up I knew that I was supposed to go up I knew that I was supposed to give my heart to the Lord I knew that I was supposed to surrender to Christ 
but I never on that day and praise the Lord for that person that was next to that person that knew Jesus and led that young man to Christ sometimes God pulls us and God draws us and even maybe as you sit there it's like it's like your heart beats your heart beats your heart beats it's that it's that feeling that you have that I'm disconnected from my life source I'm disconnected from the one that gives me life I'm not playing around with this I'm not messing this thing up it's not about my friends it's not about anybody this is about me and him this is about me and my relationship with him got nothing to do with no one and I want to make sure that my relationship with him is alright I want to make sure that my relationship with him is okay and secure and it's even in those moments where you feel that heaviness on your chest and you feel that heaviness in your heart those are the moments where you need to respond those are the moments where you need to say I need Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior I need Jesus Christ as my personal friend I need Jesus Christ to turn my life around so I'm gonna pray now because nobody came but I want you to remember what I said is that God gives us chances God gives us moments and and encounters with him where we can accept him and where we can respond to him where we can give him our lives and it's really up to us to decide and it's really up to us to make that choice it's really up to us to to respond and say Jesus I'm that one if you leave the 99 I'm that one that went astray I'm that one that's lost I'm that lost coin I'm that lost son I'm that I'm that lost sheep I'm I'm the one I'm the one but I want to come back it's rare moments like this that you get an opportunity to get yourself together it's moments like this where you get an opportunity to respond to God he says if you hear his voice harden not your heart don't harden your heart to him you don't do me a favor just notice just absolutely notice notice with everything that you have you don't do the pastor a favor you don't do your mother a favor you don't do your friends a favor the only person you do a favor by accepting God is yourself and nobody else you'll do yourself a disfavor if you reject him and thank you so much Jalen for coming lift up your hands Jalen if there's nobody else can we stretch our hands towards Jalen Jesus loves you Jalen Jesus loves you so much There, there comes a time in our lives where nothing else matters but God there comes a time in our lives where we we hang around with our friends we had nice loves we had good times but man nobody understands when you close that door and you go home when you put your head on that pillow nobody understands it but God and God gives us a choice to come to him Jalen he loves you so much father I thank you for Jalen I thank you for your grace I thank you for your love I thank you for your tender mercies towards her I thank you that it's very rich I pray Lord that you would love her and that you would love on her like she's never been loved before let her be so content in this love let her be so drawn to the love of God like she's never before I know we took long tonight but Lord if we took long just because of Jalen father it's worth the wait Lord before she was formed you knew her you know what she's going to become you know the plan that you have for her life give her the grace give her the strength 
to say goodbye to the world, to whatever the world offers, and say yes to Jesus. I thank you for our life. In the name of Jesus, use her, pour your oil on her, anoint her for your glory, let your favor rest on her. May she become the salt of the earth. May she become the light of the world, a light, a candle in the dark, one that cannot be hidden. Cause a light to shine bright and bright and bright and bright. If there's ever something for people to be envious of, may it be the light that she carries. Nothing else, nothing more. Let them envy the light. Let them envy that and let them desire within themselves that same light and that same glory. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen and amen. Amen. God bless you, Jalen. Tez, you know what I, you know what I liken this? This, 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 because this is like a holy moment. It's like a very precious moment. And sometimes it's rare that you would have precious moments like this with God, where God wants to meet with you and God wants to talk with you. But it's like a moment that you realize that I'm a fool to not serve Him. <laughs> I'm a fool to not love on Him. I'm a fool to not make Him my Lord and Savior. I'm one of the biggest fools ever. It's in that moment where you realize how foolish you are, that you've been living your life without Him, and then you make Him the center of your life. Make Him the center, guys. Kid you not, make Him the center. If you make Him the center now, you start now. Making him the center, making him everything. There's no telling what God will do in your lives. You see, the mindset is that if we just come to church and if we just do what they require us to do, try and not drink, try and not smoke, try and live like this, try and live like that, maybe we'll be, we'll, we'll be okay. But it's not about that. The only way you can, can be free from that as in a relationship with him. Because do you know, Lyle, that some people are saved, Ramon? They say they say they say the sinner's prayer, but they absolutely have no relationship with God. Don't pray, don't read the Bible, don't spend time with him. But I'm saved. I pray for you. I pray that you'd start to see yourself as God sees you. Amen. God bless you so much. Let's give the Lord a hand. Amen. I'm going to ask if you are 21. No, not 21, sorry. 19. Huh? 19 and upwards. Amen. We're going to go into that room over there.